podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back. It is the end of June, so it's time for our June Q&A episode. Um, but I got to say, before we get into any of the questions, and we had some good questions, uh, there's some boneheads that stepped up big time, really led the charge. Uh, but before we get into it, um, you know, in the most 2020 news possible, the biggest, the biggest news in K-State sports and K-State uh, news at all it centered around you know a white nationalist tr- twitter troll uh who just so happens to go to k-state he has a club that isn't even sanctioned by k-state because he's such a you know hateful person he can't even get five people to register for a stupid club um just disgusting thing that he tried to say was a joke. I'm not going to quote the tweet. It's been everywhere. Um, just disgusting all around. And then athletes and K-State folks all in general have taken a stand. Um, but I want to I want to ask you, um, what's your opinion? How did you take it all in? And what are your thoughts on this entire situation? Well, I think everyone is pretty much in agreement, you know, that the behavior of the individual that kicked this whole thing off with his incessant, you know, shit flinging is unacceptable and not representative of K-State. I'm not a black man, nor are you, so I can't speak for the experiences of being black at K-State, but um, I have full confidence that the university is going to do pretty much everything they can within their power, you know, legally to, address the situation and implement some sort of policy moving forward. Um, I, I love what the player is doing, honestly. Um, I think, I think it's great. I ride with them. I mean, we would really not have K-State football is pretty much my favorite, my number one, you know, sports team. They always have been. Um, But, you know, it's nothing. There is no K-State football without the students, without the kids. So I ride with them. I got their back, you know, whatever they feel is appropriate. And it seems to be top to bottom, black and white, whatever the creed, everyone seems to be on the same train. So I, I think it's great. Um, I hope that we can, you know, implement some sort of change going forward and create a better environment for everybody. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to link to it in the show description. So anyone who is listening to this, go to the show description. There'll be a link. Uh, Ryan Black of the Manhattan Mercury had a great uh, interview and write-up with uh, Jonathan Alexander, who has been one of the loudest voices throughout this. And I think after reading that, I was so proud of K-State, not only the football players who have gone about this the absolute right way. They were outraged by it. They had multiple meetings with each other, with the coaching staff. And they came out of it close with the United Voice all on the same page. And I think every step of the way, 
the football players have done things the right way. Then I was so pleased to hear how Coach Klein and all the other coaches backed these players immediately and had their back. And then Gene Taylor and the entire athletic department doing the same. Then I was pleased to read in that article, every single one of those Zoom meetings, Gene and the and General Myers were in there. They're listening to these guys and they respect, and it's not an adversarial relationship. We've seen, you know, Florida State, uh, Oklahoma State, um, Texas, some of these other places where players have banded together to try to get a change, almost an adverse uh, relationship between administration and coaches and the players. You're not seeing this at K-State. You know, uh, I think the only thing that's getting in the way of everything already being done and dusted and everyone being happy is uh, the First Amendment, some constitutional stuff. I'm not a constitutional lawyer. Um, I'm not a lawyer at all. I'm not an expert on any of these things. But it seems like, especially after reading that article, the players, the administration on the athletic and university side, they're going about things the right way. They're being measured, yes, and things probably aren't moving as quick as some folks would want it to. But after reading that, I'm – I have zero doubt that the best outcome is going to happen within the rules of the law. Yeah. Um, yeah. Proud is a proud's a good way to put it. I think we, I think we're lucky to have an amazing staff in place at the moment with uh, speaking of the like entirety of the football staff. I don't think there's any better staff that we could have right now to handle this type of situation and at the very top gene and myers you know i've not been a huge fan of myers overall uh, but i think so far he's done pretty much the right thing in coming out with a statement a strong statement immediately you know denouncing that type of behavior but it sounds like um with what information i was able to gather from that ryan black interview and speaking with some other people that it kind of just sounds like they're giving the players the floor and kind of just letting them dictate how this kind of goes um which i think is the right move um but it's nice to hear that they're both kind of on the same they're both on the same ground you know understanding that at least you know jonathan alexander can understand that legally the university is in a tough place but he under he's glad that they're going to be working with him so i don't know i, I think it's going to be interesting going forward i don't know what's going to happen um i don't know what they can actually put in place but i hope that they go for it yeah, I mean, I there there's no – even if it results in some court battles, if they kick a racist – and here's the thing, the tweet, horrible. But this kid has a history of this type of behavior, and while he's finally getting this national attention to try to turn into some white nationalist martyr, because I think that was the end game. I, I think that has always been his end game to try to become some martyr – but he tries to call himself a Christian, which is just laughable, and even a conservative, which is laughable. And, again, as someone who uh, definitely votes Republican, considers himself conservative, this guy doesn't stand up from, for what I believe. And if people don't – if people will just kind of laugh that off, think about this. One of your favorite people in the world, Ben Shapiro, absolutely hates this kid. He's denounced this kid and his idol – uh, and he's this kid has been kicked out of Turning Point USA, Young Republicans, College Republicans, anything that even resembles something somewhat respectable. And even some people 
would say even unrespectable folks have denounced this kid. Um, that tells you all you need to know. Anyone who tries to say, oh, this is a the mob going after a Christian or the mob going after someone who's a conservative, no, that is complete bullshit. This kid is a white nationalist who's only trying to, you know, cause chaos and harm amongst the community he's a part of. So uh, I've seen a couple folks in Facebook comments and that type of stuff try to take his Twitter bio way too seriously because the dude's just a piece of shit. Yeah, I agree. And I think we've already given him enough of our attention. I think we should just kind of end this with saying we back the, we back the boys. We back all the student athletes at K-State to feel like they have to sit out for as long as they need to, because it's bigger. It's bigger than sports. I mean, they, they are what makes college athletes or college athletics. So, so special. So if they feel like they need to do whatever they need to do to be in an environment that is better for them, then I say we give them all the time in the world they need. I agree. And unless something massive does come up, uh, hopefully a resolution will come up. This won't be something that I think we dedicate a ton of time moving forward to, because like you said, we've already given uh, that troll more attention than he probably deserves. So we're just going to move forward now with the June Q&A. But before we do, we're just going to give a shout out to, you know, our, our naming rights sponsors for the entire Armchair Media Network that is Bet Online. Uh, there's no shortage of stuff going on that you can bet over with our partners at Bet Online. The sports world is slowly getting its way back. You and I both were watching a lot of FA Cup soccer today over in England, both of our clubs going off to the semifinal. So if you're into betting international soccer, NASCAR, uh, MLS almost back. There's some UFC boxing last night. Not NASCAR's back. Before you know it, hopefully everything's going to be back and the betting is going wild over at Bet Online. They have the best odds and lines for everything. If you need even more, if the live sports just aren't enough, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day, and they're broadcasting it live. So if you want even more stuff to game on, go over there. They also have live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. So go to betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device now and join to receive your oh, oh, your welcome bonus. BetOnline. Dot .ag your online wagering experts. All right, I have to ask you if you had 20 bucks to bet on who was going to win the FA Cup, assuming Manchester City beats Newcastle, are you backing your boys Arsenal or are you going with my Chelsea boys or one of the Manchester clubs? Well, Arsenal seem to have some magic in the FA Cup. We have won it more than any other club in history. I think the best team remaining is probably City though. I don't know. Um, that Chelsea crazy, form, though. Crazy Ever shit since. happens in the FA Cup. I mean, honestly. No. Yeah, um, Chelsea's form has been going good. Just I wouldn't so. be – I mean, I have oh. no actual confidence in Arsenal winning the FA Cup. But New, Newcastle. Somehow we uh, beat Chelsea and City two years ago when we were clearly not as good. So, who the hell knows? Yeah, and who knows? Newcastle might take care of City. So, that was talking soccer. If Better I had to bet, I'd probably bet City. But I mean, I probably would too, but – I'm not going to up the shelves. All right. So um, we have a handful of ones because we recorded so early on the last Q&A. We had a handful that came in after the recording date. So we're going to hit those and then we're going to go through. I have to give a shout out to the good chef, Andre Napier, 
um, and Powercat Ryan. Those two guys definitely dominated the Q&A this month. So for July, we're going to need everyone to step up. So this is going back to the May one that we missed out on. So P Manual 50, what's on the menu if you're cooking for date night? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it depends. I feel like. All right. So I've, let's, let, let's lay out the scenario. It's going to be an 85 degree July night, uh, early July, um, okay. post 4th of July. So you don't have to worry about rogue fireworks or anything. Uh, okay. so July 6th, it's 85 degrees out. You and your beautiful girlfriend, you're like, let's have a date night in. Grant, you're cooking. She'll make the dessert. What are you making? Fuck, I'm so tired of date night ends, but um, fucking sorry. Complain more see. about having a hot girlfriend. <laughs> you know what? It. I'd probably let her choose what she wants to eat, but we have like a nice rotation. Our go-to thing that we make the best is probably salmon. But since it's so nice outside, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna fire up the grill. I'm gonna cook a bone-in ribeye that will split obviously between the two of us because we're little you know and um it's going to be a nice medium rare um medium rare cook side of probably a baked potato and uh oh, shoot probably asparagus asparagus maybe maybe some brownies for dessert asparagus is like the only vegetable we eat i think I love asparagus. It's very good. Um, I love asparagus. So the I would so since I'm not in a long term relationship, I'd probably go with a safer, more lean, you know, uh, Casey strip uh, on the grill. Actually, I don't grill here, so I do it on my stovetop. Uh, so I'd have to make sure my air ventilation fan's going pretty good. I do uh, uh, rosemary and butter uh kind of sauce maybe a little blue cheese crumble on top i do mushrooms with that and then a baked potato as well so i think i think we're on the on the same same uh wavelength on date night cooking in uh so p manual has a couple more the first one i like this one um i think about this a lot what colors would you pick if it couldn't be purple and white for k-state mm. I really, I've always liked black and gold and like white and gold. It's one of my favorite looks, like a white, uh, a football uniform that's base is white with trim of gold is one of my favorite looks. So I might, I also love black and gold, like just the, like the Colorado Buffaloes. I think that's a great look. Um, See, I like yellow to be unique, a little bit though. better. I like yeah. yellow too. Yeah, I mean, black, yellow, black, gold, either way. But that's probably what I would lean to. Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning, and that's where I landed because of any color combination that I actually like, that's the only one that would be unique in the Big 12 because yeah. uh, if West Virginia was in it, I might say like a royal blue in gold or yellow, um, but I don't want to completely copy theirs. And then even green and uh, yellow um, – Baylor has botched that for a long time. I think they're getting better, but almost kind of like a Green Bay Packers coloring. Um, I wish that we could basically steal LSU and do purple and yellow. Oh my god! I, I think love that's it. an amazing combination. Apparently, I would back steal. In, I would steal Pitt 
as well. With the and I just want to steal their football uniforms. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Apparently, back in the day, I can't remember who said this, but apparently, gold gold or yellow used to be an accent color for the basketball uniforms. Someone said that once upon a time. I don't know if I believe it. I've never seen pictures. That'd be cool. I had a dream that we had uh, we busted out a gold and purple helmet. It was weird. I, I don't it, know. I think I'd like it. I don't. I mean, I remember waking up and being like, "That was cool." <laughs> All right, the last one from P Manual Fifty. Shout out to Philip. Uh, what offense and defense would you run if you're the head football and/or basketball coach? What coach would you model your personality after? Um, at least. Football-wise, I really like what we're doing. I like the power uh, run game. It's unique, but it's also not like, you know, the triple option or anything. And I also really like the defense. You know, you run a four-two-five with a couple different types of nickelbacks based on the situation, a lot more aggressive than we've seen in the past. Uh, so, I, at least football-wise, that's why I, I really like what we're running. Basketball, I would just say put the five best athletes out there, run, try to get a layup or dunk on every possession. And then if you don't do that, just cycle it around and chuck a three. And then press, man-to-man press for all 40 minutes. I completely agree with the football. Um, I like that we are kind of unique in our conference. I wouldn't want to change that. Um, I think it's fun, too. It's fun to watch that power, power run game. Basketball, I don't know. I don't, I'm too stupid in terms of basketball. I think you are, too. <laughs> the answer you just put out. Uh, oh, we would get killed. That's like a very, very bad strategy. It's just like that, literally ref ball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't – I don't I don't know basketball well enough to answer yeah, I, that fully. I can't The coach that. I want to be, Van Malone, because he's so cool. Oh, I, I want to be best friends with Van Malone. He's the best. Yeah. KSU Railroader asked, Briley Moore over under four touchdowns this year. Um I'm going to say under, and I'm also going to say I think Bradley Moore is going to be massive for this offense, but I think people are kind of being like confusing themselves of what a college tight end production is going to be, even a really good one. I think Bradley Moore is going to end up with like three touchdowns and 400 yards, and people are going to think that he didn't do enough. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like statistically how many passing touchdowns did we have last year and who had the most catching who had the most oh i mean malik probably probably like probably like four yeah i had four or five maybe at most so to say that bradley moore is gonna come in and just like start dominating in the end zone which i hope he does but um i think under i would say under and that doesn't i hope we use him a lot i hope we use him a lot i think we will have a good tight end i think we will i just i just you know it's a 12-game season. That's one every third, three games. Uh, to he still pass that much. If he, if like, he said – well, especially in the red zone, we just kind of yeah. bully it in. If he said three and a half, I could maybe consider – I could think about the over. Because, like, maybe yeah. he gets two versus North Dakota. And apparently, Vandy's yeah. ass as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm still saying under. So, Brogan Barry had this one. Um when you're drinking a margarita, salt or sugar on the rim or nothing. And then I'll also ask, uh, do you want it uh, over ice or frozen? And then he also asked, what's the best garnish? I'm 100% positive that we did answer this question. No, you answered it on Twitter. But 
Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. But well, since <laughs> since the boneheads haven't abused our policy of you ask, we answer in a really long time, I'm getting it onto the podcast. Okay, that works. Um, I don't really like margaritas very much, uh, but I would do salt on the rim if I were to do that. And frozen or over? Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I'm not a tequila guy, so I've never willingly ordered a margarita. Um, I do very rarely. But there's no. I would the just time pick, strikes, but it's very rare. Give me a Modelo, um, and then garnish. I think Great. you said this. We, we both agree. Just a orange zest. Uh, orange rind. Yeah, yeah orange rind uh, for an old fashioned. Uh, Prez O four asks. As fellow pumpkin boys, how do you feel about the pumpkin spice brown sugar rims some bartenders put on pumpkin beers? I want to know where he's going because I've never had that. Never had that either. I think that that would, for me, in my opinion, be a little too much. Um, but I'd be willing to try it. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I've just never – I've never heard of that before. <clears throat> and then Casey Railroader, the last one of – uh, post-recording episode uh, from May, Skylar Thompson over under 2,500 passing yards. God, what did he have was last like year? 21. 21, yeah. I'm going to go under. I mean, I can't imagine where I think that we – I think that we will improve at the wide receiver position. I mean, we're just – have a young crop of guys anyways from last year that are getting – older and more experienced and hopefully we can stay healthy i think malik Knowles is a dark horse for being one of the best wide receivers in the conference but i don't know how much we're going to pass i don't think i can't see him going over 2500 i'll just say over for the hell of it i think for our over under show um predictions episode i think my number i'll put out there's going to be lower than 2500 but Screw it. He'll throw for 2501. He will go off. 2501. Oh, right. fuck. Ouch. Dang. Oh, that hurts. Know what that reminds me of? What did you just do? I just hurt myself, but that reminds me of the days before I had Manscaped. The Lawnmower oh 3.0. I tell you what, Manscaping used to be scary. I, I, I nicked myself once, didn't do it again. But thanks to Manscaped, I now basically shave my entire body below my neck on a monthly basis, and I have yet to nick or snag my balls. Um, they just sent us the new Lawnmower 3.0, and I tell you what, I didn't think they could improve on Lawnmower 2.0. Did you think they were going to improve? I didn't, but sure as hell, they sure as hell did, Scott. Yeah, because now they have an LED light. The battery goes for 30 minutes. They even improve their technology so you won't nick or snag your butt or your nuts or your butt. It's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. While you're showering, just be like, oh, hey, you know, I got that hinge date tonight. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to get lucky. Shave your balls. Guys, you've been in lockdown for too long. You need to manscape up before you start getting out there. Wear a mask when you're out there. But before you start getting out there again, you need to trim down your balls. So if you want 20% off plus free shipping on everything, their lawnmower 
ball deodorant. It's super hot out there. You don't want your balls sweating if you're going on a date. Some crop preserver spray that I really like. It's, it smells amazing. Body wash, uh, boxers, t-shirts, travel case, all sorts of stuff. Go to manscaped.com. Use armchair for 20% off plus free shipping. And guess what? If you use that, send me a picture of your Manscaped package that comes in, and I will send you a Bosco's Boys koozie in a personal note talking about shaving your privates. That's right. I will do it. So send me a picture of your Manscaped package that comes in. You're getting a Bosco's Boys koozie. Tweet it at Bosco's Boys. Use armchair for 20% off at Manscaped. Not I legit like their stuff. A picture of your shaved yeah. testicles. No, yeah. We do not want to see a picture of your testicles, just the package that you ordered from Manscaped. Use promo code armchair and I'll send you a koozie. Not gonna lie, I have completely shaved my chest, underarms, and my balls with the lawnmower 3.0 because I don't like to lie to the boneheads. Uh, no nicks, no nags, no bleeding. I have no hair. I feel like I could be an Olympic swimmer. Maybe you could. No, yeah, I did not. He also sent me a shirt and underwear, and the underwear is the best pair of underwear that I have now. I love it. Um, so I think also, I might – I'm going to give – go ahead. Sorry. Two things. That was the worst segue I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And, and two – the battery actually actually lasts up to ninety minutes, which you said thirty. So ninety. Oh, I meant as, far 90 as I remember, minutes. that's longer, a lot longer than thirty. That so is good. Triple the time, ninety minutes. So sorry for my horrible transition. It is a great product. They have a lot of good stuff. It's they, pretty sweet that we get that package. Really do. Even if you're not into manscaping, like I said, their ball deodorant, their body wash. Like I straight up, I use the promo code to get more of their body wash. It's yeah, it's good stuff. It smells great. All right, so now we got a lot of chef, a lot of chef. chef. All right, chef. chef. He had to make up. He's, he said that he's been holding on to some questions. So the first one is, Grant, you get Scott to help you in a round against Mike Tyson for the same $10 million. Are you still saying no? Yes. I'm not risking a brain injury for $10 million. I am. I've seen, I've seen people – I have seen too many bad people – or too many bad brain injuries from just like – minor shit that you would never imagine that just ruins people's lives forever i could not take a punch from mike tyson i mean maybe i could i don't think it's worth risking i'm i'm trying i'm trying i'm going for it all right so the the next question from chef did k-state come back too early for voluntary workouts i don't think so i don't think it really had people yeah for people who don't know uh, they had to shut down voluntary workouts. I think the last time we had a show, we actually were talking about how there was almost no uh, confirmed tests. That might have been two weeks ago. But, yeah, they shut them down. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. So, what's your answer? I mean, from what I can tell, it sounds like we had a pretty good plan in place as far as running the football program. But, you know, this is – there's a lot of different variables in play in life. These are college students uh, that, you know, people go out into the community and they get it. You know, people hang out with each other, they get it and they bring it back to the facilities. So that's just kind of the reality that we're living in today. So I don't think it really had anything to do with coming back to earlier, having um, a bad plan in place. I think it's just, you know, the coronavirus. Yeah. That's what I, we got to deal with. 
I agree with you. I think I think K State is getting, at least nationally, way too much uh, of a hard time because there have been universities, including Clemson, Alabama, Houston, all sorts of universities that have had more, but they Clemson didn't. Thirty seven. But That's yeah, like and we're like one half of the, a roster. Yeah, we're the one of the only ones who shut down. LSU has like half their team in quarantine, but they're still working out. I think K-State handled it the right way. Um, it sucks. That's the coronavirus. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping they quarant- – yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I it's, certainly it's, don't think it warranted a New York Times story. Like, At least not about K-State. I mean – Right. Like, K-State's I mean, also – Reporting. At least reference some other some other teams for Christ's sake. Casey's even report. There are a lot of schools. I would say the majority of schools aren't even reporting their positive tests. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't yeah. No, it's stupid. So I think that's just one of those things. So she C Schmidling. Uh, he's a great guy, great bonehead. I think he was a Topeka cat at one point. I think he might be in the Kansas City area now. I'm not sure. So yeah, he asks. If we get a football season, but we aren't allowed to attend games, what's your ideal game day look like? Are you going to a brewery? Are you having a watch party? What's the move? Home alone, nervous drinking and screaming at the television, as usual. I, yeah, I mean, I don't – again, I, I think we're both in this camp. I, I have a very hard time watching K-State games on TV with anyone except for maybe my dad. I think my dad's the only one who understands, like, the ups and downs and isn't going to be distracting from the game. I think – so maybe there's a chance that if that happens, I might be spending more college football Saturdays in Topeka just watching with him. I definitely would not be able to watch it in a brewery, definitely not in a uh, sports bar unless I get to curate exactly who's in there. Um, yeah, I don't know how people do that. <laughs> Watch games again, of, like, I'm crazy during these games. I'm losing my mind. Um, I could maybe – if this happens, like, you know, I there's a chance I might go to a sports bar and watch, you know, a full – because Casey has a bye week and a Thursday game this year. Um, especially – I might try one of those, like, all day at the peanut or all day at a sports bar and, like, just show up at 1030 and stay there for like 12 hours because I've heard I've done that at at Johnny's I did that at Johnny's Tavern I went to went for an Arsenal game at like seven and then just drank through college game day (laughs) and watched 11 watched 230 games it was great it was amazing so I might try that this year um but we'll see but no not for a K-State game but anyone who can all the power to you um all right, now we're back into the chef hour. Uh, Connor comes back in later, but chef, what's the most heartbreaking or heartbroken you've uh, been in re- or in relation to a player leaving K State, transferring away to K State? I butchered that, but what, most what's, the, what's the most um, sad you've been about a player leaving K State? Could be going pros too. Well, I'll touch on the loss first. It's easily Baylor 2012. I always try to find it. No, no, no. It's, only about, it's only about the players. In relation to K-State, i.e. loss, player departure. Oh, I thought you were saying i.e. just the a loss of a player. Okay. But let's do both. Yeah, um, yeah let's do so both. So, loss for me is easily Baylor 2012. Yes, 100%. I mean, I always try to find a counter to that 
Um, but that one was the worst. Loyola is sure. number two. Loyola was tough. Butler was really tough. Uh, but ugh. Baylor, Baylor still still hurts. Um, no, no one. I was like very like irrationally mad looking back on was Oklahoma State two thousand ten. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even remember much about that game. I just remember walking back to the dorms, just super pissed. And then Oklahoma State. Um, that game guess, sucked, didn't it? Like, yeah, twenty ten game. It was like yeah, really boring. Was, lost like twenty four to three or something. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. And then there was another Oklahoma State game where they scored late, and we when we blew a lead. So basically, every time we lose to Oklahoma State, that's my random yeah. answer but Baylor 2012 is the number one player departure hmm. um that's a good question uh, I, I legitimately was devastated when Angel Rodriguez left Angel that's a great one yeah. um I was very very sad and it was more the build-up for these two because riding on the wall eventually became clear Daniel Sam's leaving um the writing was on the wall, though, and then also the Marcus Foster in that entire yeah. recruiting class. I mean, the, again, it was the build-up. The writing was on the wall. You knew it was coming, but it still sucked. Yeah, those are basically my three answers. I'm trying to find someone else. Me as a young child, I was really sad when Terry Pierce left early. I yeah. was really sad. And also, uh, in school, I think I was a freshman, maybe. Uh, when I found out Dom Sutton was going to NC Central. Oh, that fucking hurt, too. Be closer to his kids. I believe he had kids or maybe it was his family. That one sucked a lot. When Bob Huggins left, that was – Oh. Horrendous. That was yeah. terrible. Oh, my God. I think I think uh, Mr. Goring might have told me. Or maybe it was Bill Annan back at Washburn Roll. But, yeah, uh, that, that, was was, tough. that was tough. All right, The Good Chef, what is your favorite candle scent? I like pine, um, and also like vanilla. Not I'm out on vanilla. Love a good pine or anything like Christmas tree. I like mold berries. Um, I like a pumpkin candle. Um, I Pumpkin's have a, good. I have a lilac candle uh, for summer. Candle. What is this candle? Pine is my number one, though. Yeah, pine in the winters number one what do you got i don't know i don't know it's a lavender mine is a lavender lilac that's what i've been lavender is good too although i'll tell you they spray lavender in poopy rooms at the hospital so it's kind of ruined lavender for me Ooh, i'm sorry yeah all right chef asks where would you rank k-state's virtual visits amongst the big 12 lubbock has to be the last because it's all around trash. I don't know what he means well, when he says virtual. Also, I'm going to stand up for Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Because Lubbock wasn't that bad. It's just a son of a bitch to get to. It's basically like a small Wichita. There's a lot of chains. There's some driving, but it isn't that bad. But it kicks the shit out of Stillwater. Stillwater sucks. Stillwater it's the is worst. the worst. It is so awful. Like – I hate it. Yeah, it's the worst. It's by far the worst road trip. There's no charm to it. And Waco also sucks. Waco is is terrible. Waco is terrible. Um, 
So this is a, actually like a really interesting question that I don't really think we would be able to answer. But yeah, because we don't get to take virtual. I, it makes me when I like talk to Taylor and ask like, what do they do on these virtual visits? But I am actually bet Texas Tech has great virtual visits because I assume they they mainly feature just like facilities, and their facilities are great. So yeah, they have good facilities. Um, and we have good facilities as well. So I don't know. I mean. I wonder what they do on those virtual visits, just like talk to players and coaches and then like take them around campus and in the facilities. That's what I imagine. So whoever has the best, I bet they're all like kind of the same, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, we need to give a shout out to Taylor Bratt because uh, Casey that online, Derek Young broke a great little bit of information uh, when Braden Wood uh, committed, you know, three-star big recruiting get over Louisville, Washington State, and uh, a handful of others. Um, he was talking to Taylor Bratt one day, and he was like, yeah, hey, when is the uh, virtual tour of campus? Because K-State's been doing different virtual tours every week. Taylor Bratt said, hold on. And then he got in his purple Jeep and literally FaceTimed all the way through campus. So Taylor Bratt is just – He's a treasure. He, he needs to be protected with every ounce of ability possible. Yeah, he rules. We're going to have a Taylor Bratt shirt out soon. I'm excited yes. for it. Yep, yep. I, we are going to have a Taylor Bratt T-shirt coming out soon, so stay tuned. Um, Chef asked, K-State baseball has adopted Lavender into their new retro-inspired uh, uniforms. When do we see K-State football get Lavender involved? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when we'll get anything new at K-State football aside from, like, some color flips and helmets and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, if our boy's ever given the keys, I wouldn't be shocked if he had some sort of Lavender accent in there. Um, he likes to work with Lavender, clearly. Um, but I have no idea. I, I don't want to see, like, a Lavender uniform. I, don't I would not mind seeing like some lavender trim accent, yeah. in there because I trust Jason. I trust him and what he would be able to do. So I don't know. I'd be open yeah. to it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon because I think we're at a position, at least for the time being, that all we're going to get is some color flips. Um, and unless, and I don't think lavender will be any of the color flips, but I think you're right. I think accents especially like maybe on a white jersey oh shit basically kind of taking the just not, imagine like the football version not the wildcat script but like the color scheme of yes, that on yes. a football oh my god it'd be so yeah. nice so that's got, i mean it wouldn't be a retro for football it would just be like some sweet new agey sexy yeah, uniform exactly so i i that's exactly what i was thinking basically take the uh trim from the script Wildcats jersey for foot, for basketball and kind of take that as inspiration for football. I think that would be the best bet, but I don't think uh, I don't think we'll see it anytime soon. But I'd like to see it. All right, uh, Connor, God, I Schmidling, Schmidling, her Schmidling. I asked this once upon a time. I feel like a douche. Connor's one of the best boneheads, and I'm the worst. I apologize. So he says, FBS schedule has non-cons listed out to 2031. Which game do you most want to road trip to, and which one are you most excited to come to K-State? So I'm going to bring it up. 
real quick the future non-cons. So, 2020. Okay, Buffalo, North Dakota, Vanderbilt. We'll, we'll play the game for people at home. Stanford, Southern Illinois, Nevada. South Dakota, Missouri, Tulane. Southeast Missouri, Troy at Missouri. UT Martin at Tulane, Arizona. Army at Arizona. Washington State, Tulane at Colorado, Colorado at Washington State. Rutgers at Rutgers. So which one of those games do you most want a road trip to? Which one of those games are you most excited to see at home? Most want a road trip to for me at Colorado. I love Colorado in general. I've never been to Boulder. Um, my sister lives up in Denver, so it could be kind of a – we could probably make a whole family trip up there and it would be a great time. Um, so I would just – I would love to see that. Um, and then home game, hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's – I don't know if Stanford is going to happen in Manhattan, but that jumps out at me. I think um, also also Arizona just for being a new a – new, Ooh, the army. That's that's interesting too. Army in Manhattan, that'll be cool. Actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of most excited about army in Manhattan. Yeah, cuz I you? think I think that's going to be an awesome Fort Riley day too. So, I think coming to Manhattan for me it's army the Missouri. Um road trip wise, I think if Stanford gets moved to Arlington, that's number 1. If it stays in Manhattan, then it'd probably be going to Columbia, Missouri, and then to uh, Boulder. Um, if I was going to be like 10 years younger when the game happened, Tulane in New Orleans would be fun. But I'm just – just I don't know. I don't know if New Orleans appeals to me. I'll be in my 30s at that point, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So uh, I, think, I think that's kind of where I land on those. We're back to Chef for the next – Three of them. And a great question for the chef. Uh, what do you prefer, French toast, pancakes, waffles? He says or others, but I, I think those three, that's like a very, like, I guess you could throw crepes in there. Crepes uh, are good. I've only had like, like two crepes, and they were both they've been, great. They've been good, but I'm a waffle guy if you're going for, like, breakfast. Uh, I've been converted to – to uh french toast i had french toast this morning it was french so toast goddamn would, good it would be okay i i put french toast in front of pancakes pancakes suck i think they are so shit yeah pancakes, pancakes are trash suck. um They're bad chef with some uh some football stuff how does corner shake out this season how deep do they go do the true freshman denson or smith get any run i'm gonna say this i think tj smith is gonna find his home at nickelback I don't think T. Denson's going to get much time because if you look at the cornerbacks, I mean, you got Keandre uh, – oh, man, what's his last name? The transfer from Minnesota who's coming in. Uh, oh, Thomas, yeah, I forgot about Keandre that. Thomas. You have A.J. Parker. You have Walter Neal. You have Lance Robinson. Uh, you had that Juco guy from uh, Hutch who's like 6'4", and he was one of the best cornerbacks in Juco. Um, I just think that there's a lot of depth this year at cornerback. Uh, so I don't think either of those guys are going to get in the mix this year. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, and I also think TJ is going to end up being – Keandre Thomas, that's what it is. And then Justin Gardner is the uh, Juco. So with all those guys and then Lance Robinson, I don't think we're going to see a lot of them. 
I think Thomas will start opposite of AJ Parker. Walter Neal will uh, be in there as well. So I don't think those freshmen get much of a run this year. Yeah, I mean, we've got what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight um, on scholarship older than them. Will Jones, Eco Boye, Boyedo. How do you say that guy's name? I have no idea. Boy, Robinson Gardner. Parker, McPherson, Walter Neal, and Keandre Thomas. I think it's going to be hard for T. Denson and T.J. Smith to get meaningful minutes. But luckily, I think that we will – I mean, I think they'll get some time with the, the four red shirt – four-game yeah, red shirt yeah, yeah. rule, which I love that. Um, and so I think they'll we'll get to play, see what they can work with. You know? and, and I think they'll get some special team snaps as well because those are athletes, the guys who like to get their head in there and hit. So I think they'll both do some time on some kickoff and punt coverage during their four games. I think we will see them in some blowouts. Um, the good chef, what's the most cash you've held at one time? Not very, not very much, I don't think. I think maybe I've had $1,000 cash in my hand once. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to – I was a cashier at Best Buy. I mean, I not my own cash, but, like, someone handed me, like, $10,000 for a home theater setup. And I was like, Ooh. okay, so – not much, probably a thousand at most. All right. Which is kind of sad. SF Wildcats one, our friend out in California asked, who is the great, single greatest K-State football player ever and why? Hmm. I mean, I think it has to be Bishop. Probably, yeah. Most important um, position on the field. Most important position, finished second in the Heisman, probably had a really good case to win the Heisman. Um, I guess you could go maybe. really just kind of elevated the entire team, elevated the entire program just in his presence. Chris Canty, he was a first team All American twice, wasn't he? First team All American twice, would have won the Thorpe Award if he didn't, didn't get a Dewey. Um, so I think I mean, you could Terrence, maybe. Terrence Newman was incredible his senior, senior year, junior, senior year. Won the Thorpe Award. Hmm. I mean, it's probably – yeah, probably uh, – I think you got to go Bishop. Bishop versus Newman. I'd say Newman is behind Canty, but, I mean, it's fine. But I think it's Bishop. All right, SL Keck asks, when Bruce hosts a party uh, for his friends, what are the first five songs he puts on his playlist? What did Bruce say that he liked to listen to? I can't that, remember. Wasn't that like classic rock type stuff? I don't know. My memory is – I can't jog my memory because Climbing shook us. Yeah, so Climbing did shake us. The bone. I think I think, the uh, thing I can remember. I think Bruce Weber has like one of those infomercial CD sets uh, of best songs of the 80s. And he just puts that in an old school CD changer and just lets it go. I think he's logging into Spotify. He's hitting shuffle on Steely Dan Radio. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, no. he likes up. Gucci Mane. Remember uh, from, from a, he, he was reading that book? Was oh, that yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he likes Gucci Mane. Um, that's what I'm going with. All right, uh, Powercat Ryan asks, what's one thing you looked forward to as a kid but despise as an adult? I like that. Probably a lot of things. Driving? <laughs> I don't love I, – I, I prefer I to like get annoyed by driving a lot. Um, 
you go. I'll try to think of some things. I have like probably the first thing that came to my mind was my birthday because my birthday is two days after Christmas. It was never a massive deal. Um, but basically from my 21st birthday on, I just don't give a shit. Like I don't care. My 21st birthday was like the worst and like they've been fine, but just like, whatever. I don't care. I just don't care about my birthday. I, yeah, not special. So that's probably it. Um, what else? Staying up late. Oh yeah. I hate staying up late. If I see the clock turn 11, it's not usually not good. But sometimes it is, but usually not. Okay, KSU Railroader. When Bruce retires in five to ten years with three Big 12 championships, will the haters look back and realize they were foolish? Well, first off, I think there's no chance he goes longer than five years. I think he's at three to four years. So I'm going to take some exception or some – some issue with the five to 10 years, but he, when he eventually retires, I, I don't think the haters will ever look back and say they were foolish. I think they're very entrenched, um, which is fine. But I think when maybe 20 years from now, people look back and Jacob Pullen has just finally won his first big 12 title as a head coach for K-State basketball, they're going to be like, Oh, wow. It's been, you know, 25 years since they won the Big 12. And, oh, shit, we forgot Bruce won it three, four, five times. I don't know how many he's about to reel off. Bruce is about to get hot and lift the trophy a few times. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think people will look back and be like, oh, I mean, maybe he was underappreciated. I don't think the haters are ever going to acknowledge they were foolish. No, we've had Bruce for, what, seven years? Either you're with him or you're against him. I think people know their stance on Bruce at this point. There's not going to be – and he's like he's already got enough of a case for people to look back and respect him or people for, for people to respect him now. I get it. He's a divisive figure, but it's like, look at what he's done. Look at what he's accomplished comparatively to what we've experienced in the last 25 years and tell yourself. How can you tell yourself that, you know, he, he doesn't deserve to be in his position. It's ridiculous. Yep, I, I agree. But at the same time, you know, he has had the seasons where they have been bad. So it's not like folks are just making stuff up out of the blue. Just a matter of if you focus more on the good versus the bad. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is, this is one that I've thought about. I don't have an answer for it. So uh, Powercat Ryan, and he's about to dominate uh, the next half of the show. Paracat Ryan asks, what's the worst analogy you've tried to make work? What's an analogy that you can't stand? And which one never made sense to you? Yeah, this is too hard. <laughs> what's the worst analogy you've ever made? What kind of an absurd question is that? I mean, I, I think I've probably tried f- to make some knows? really stupid comparisons. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is one that we may have to just think about uh, this requires some research yeah um paracat ryan we might need to come back to this one um ask it again in july and we'll think about it for a month so yes all right uh here's the next one what is one thing you wish you had time to study or learn more about maybe a class you wish you would have taken oh shoot his uh I mean, for me, I, just, I, I really wish 
that I could go back and just the military history of the United States. Because when you, um, when you really think about it, and again, I'm using that as a catch-all because I want, I want to know more about World War I. I can never learn enough about World War II. I'm watching this uh, U.S. history miniseries on Ulysses S. Grant, which then the warfare of the Civil War, just also very intriguing. Um, they even touched on the Mexican-American War, something that hardly gets touched on at all in schools, which was really a wild war that allowed, you know, the expansion of the United States, um, which I think, if I'm, if, if I'm thinking correctly, is the only time the United States has ever expanded their country, not territory, but just country via war. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I think just the military history of the United States just as a catch-all because I like the intricacies of different battles. Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite, one of my favorite classes that I ever took was early world history, and it like talked about a lot of the early civilizations like Mesopotamia and uh, touched on the Greeks and the Romans. It was very interesting. I, I would take just a World War One class that focused solely on World War One as well. I think that would be great. Yeah, if I had to um, narrow it down, World War One would be the yeah. One. Yeah, that's. I don't know. There's still so much I don't know about World War One. It's crazy. And yeah, I can consume pretty much anything about World War Two forever. It's just such an interesting conflict. Um, if I could go back though, if I, to being younger, I'd take some. I'd take some uh, like piano or guitar lessons and start Ooh. young. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like your thoughts there, Paracat Ryan. Which case it athlete uh, you never saw play in person? Do you wish you could watch live and in their prime? Any sport, any era. For me, it'd be Mitch Richmond. I think. Any K State athlete. Yeah. In their prime. Honestly, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, then you get. I might, I might just go. God, I don't know. Rolando Blackman would be a good one. It might be nice to go back and be able to like watch like Bishop in his prime though, or like Bishop's time at K State as an with an adult brain. That's I, true. I didn't really get to appreciate the '98 dominance. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I. God, I might that, just go back and watch Mike Beasley again. That would be fun too. But he said, "I feel like one, I don't remember shit about that either." He said, "The one that you haven't seen play, haven't I've seen. seen them all live." It would have to probably be. I mean, it would obviously have to be basketball. Um, that's a good era, like Mitch Richmond, late '80s basketball. We could get heart, our hearts broken in a different way. Yeah. All right. The <clears> next <throat> one: Have you missed baseball? Will you watch more or less or same percentage of games? Um, I've I've said this. To you, I think I've said to a lot of people, I don't miss baseball. Um, the summer sport, American sport, I've missed most is MLS. Um, I'm so glad European soccer's back. I'm probably going to watch the same percentage, maybe more, because um, if there is no college football, like, I'll probably watch more. But, I mean, when it's back, I'll throw on the Royals. But, again, it has, that's the one sport that has not affected me one bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch baseball ever. I only watched it when we were in the World Series, 
when we were good, and I liked it, but I might throw it on occasionally. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think last year I watched probably fifty to sixty Royals games, so just under half. Um, I'll probably be around that same percentage this year. So, what's the dumbest social media challenge you've seen? I don't know if this is a social media challenge, but the planking. I hated planking. I thought that was so stupid. Yeah, planking is dumb as shit. Uh, <laughs> um, I, the one where people get out of their cars and dance, that one was pretty dumb. Seems uh, like a really bad idea. Tiki, do you love me song? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was stupid. You're right. All right, uh, Powercat Ryan, what is your favorite hour of the day? For me, it's probably between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Favorite hour of the day is 6 to 7 a.m. <laughs> uh, mine is like between 5 and 6, getting home, getting off work, being off work, decompressing, making dinner. There you go. What's the longest bender you've ever been on? For me, it was the K-State trip to Vanderbilt, Nashville. That was – yeah. Because I, we got out there, me and my group got out there, like, I think a day and a half before anyone else. So, I think we got out there, like, on a Wednesday. So, it was Wednesday through Saturday. So that not, was fun. Not quite a full week, but, like, every day was hard binge drinking. Longest for me, probably about three days, yeah. Any time anytime I've gone anywhere, like, on a weekend trip, it's usually just a three-day bender. Anytime I've gone to the Ozarks, it's just like a three-day blur, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. Um, no, it's also crazy how much you can bet over at betonline.ag. We've already talked about them. You know, they are helping us make this show what it is. They're going to help us do live shows if sports ever get back to normal. And guess what? You can bet not only on anything live going on, any props. They got some crazy props out there. You can bet on who the next Pope is going to be, but you can also bet on simulated events on Madden, uh, NHL, UFC, all sorts of fun stuff. And they have live casino games, poker tournaments daily. They're the best in the biz. Remember, visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device. Join now to receive your welcome bonus, betonline.ag, your wagering experts. So the next one is Derek Litke. How – uh, similar to how basketball recruiting has been on the rise, going after hiring talent, can we expect football to be the same uh, way four to five years from now? Do you think our ceiling is 5.5s with one or two four-stars per class? I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to be having, you know, top 20 recruiting classes like the football team had. Um, but I think you're still I, – I think there's some frustration around football recruiting um, – and I don't really understand why. Again, this football staff has some guys that are putting more effort into recruiting. But when you have to factor in the perception change that you have to make for K-State uh, in Manhattan doesn't happen overnight. Branding and national awareness, uh, Bill just tanked it in the last few years. That doesn't get fixed overnight. And the recruiting class last year was better than anything Bill had done in a long time. And I think this year it still will end up being even better than that. So I understand some frustrations out there, but I think some of it's a little overblown. I think four to five years, if we're consistently winning eight, nine, ten games, I think you can see us start creeping closer to being top 30, uh, maybe, you know, 25 overall. Um, 
So maybe we'll see it, but I think some of the recruiting freakout has just been a little exaggerated by some fans. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, I would say take um, – it, it gives me encouragement that, you know – and maybe this is just because I'm following recruiting more than I have in the past, but, you know, it seems like we are – in the door now more consistently across the board with guys that have, you know, a wider range of power five, um, you know, offers. And Derek said it early on that, you know, more battles means more losses. So it's something that we do need to get used to, I think as a fan base as well, because he's right. I mean, you get yourself into these higher, higher end recruit battles. um, You are going to lose more. But I think it's encouraging to the direction that we're going. And yeah, this shit doesn't happen overnight. We're still in the very early stages of this. We're still rebranding kind of in a way. So I feel pretty good about it. Yep. Some of the losses to Missouri for some like Missouri kids and Kansas City area kids is a little frustrating. Um, but a lot of those guys are admittedly, they've said in interviews, Missouri fans. Um because it sucks losing recruits to Eli Drinkwitz because he's a fucking dork. Um, and anytime you lose to Iowa State, which hasn't happened that as much this cycle, um, sucks. But again, I, I think I think it's going to I think it's going to continue to improve. I have confidence it's going to get there. So, uh, Derek, like you asked, can climb and pull off the upset against OU and start off two and zero against them? If you made me gamble, I would say he can, but he won't. Um, I think OU is going to be wanting to put it on us a little bit down Norman this year. But, I mean, crazy shit's happened. We've won two out of our last three, Norman. So Yeah, why not? Yeah. Who knows? Is that right? Is it two out of our last three? We won in 12, 14. 14, 20. So, no. Lost in Uh, 16, lost in 18. And we're going to win in 20. Okay, there's not so, going to be any fans there. Yeah, so so we've won two out of our last four, Norman. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, maybe and one out of our last how many? <laughs> like ten. Uh, ten. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, too many. Paracat Ryan asks: Is Chipotle more Mexican, Tex-Mex, or other? I, I would say other. It's their own thing. There's nothing. Yeah, I would Mex- agree. There's nothing like. The thing that might make them Tex-Mex is the fact they have queso now. Um, yeah. But, like, before that, I mean, it literally was just, like, you know, seasoned up meats, rice, beans. Like, it wasn't – it wasn't. It definitely isn't Mexican. I don't even think it's really even Tex-Mex. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, let us know if, what you guys think. All right, Epley asks, chances we're getting football this fall drop from blank to blank this week. God, uh, I would say before some of this like testing pop-ups and the freakouts, I would say it was 95 and I would say it's still 75 because folks, if there's no college football season uh, with TV contracts, college sports in America, as we know, it's over. Um, they're going to make it happen. I don't know if it's, and it's going to happen this fall because I think I think uh, players have big time players have let coaching staffs know that they will not play in the spring if it comes to that. Um, so I think it's going to happen. I'm not saying it is the right or wrong thing. I 
I try my very best not to make those judgments because I'm not smart enough to say whether it's the right or wrong thing. But college sports are – they're done if there is no college football this fall. Um, you're going to see FCS athletic departments grant G5 programs fold. You're going to see Power 5 schools cutting every sport they can to stay – NCAA and uh, Title IX compliant um, fold up. Um, it's over as we know. And then if you're not getting football, there's no chance you're getting basketball. So that means there's not any NCAA tournament. So then there goes two years of NCAA tournament money, which is the number one revenue uh, producer for schools and the NCAA outside you know, outside of college football for the individual schools and conferences. So if you're not getting college football, I think it might just be time to pack up college athletics altogether. There isn't going to be money to operate. Yeah, I still think that they're going to figure out a way to play some sort of season. Yeah, Too much money so, at stake. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, Old Man Rogers, we got uh, we only got two more. We'll address uh, California Cat at the end, but we got two more. Uh, if you could create an alias made up of a combination of former Ema names, what would they be? His is Jamarius uh, Fadafehi. Demetrius. Demetrius, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little loopy. I didn't sleep well last night. Um, oh, man, I like this question a lot. Uh, so <laughs> mine would be Taco Alisana. Uh, yeah, I was going to use Alisana. Um, wasn't he just Alisana Alisana? Yeah, so you could you could still I use it. I'm using first name. Yeah, I'm using the back one. I'm using Taco from Taco Wallace and Alice the last name Alisana from Alisana Alisana. Oh man. Taco Alisana. <laughs> I'm gonna create a burner account right now with that name. Trying to think. I want to go through the years. What are the best names? Oh, what are some good basketball names? I liked Paco May. Um, hmm. This is a good question. I might have to think about this and come back to it, um, which is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about okay. it. Okay, Old Man Rogers, ask that again in July. Uh, please <laughs> ask that again in July. And then Powercat Ryan, same thing with you, uh, with your analogy one. Grant's going to think about those for the next month. Final one, um, and it, I mean – Maybe I need to do a better job ordering these. It's a good question, but it's kind of a weird one to end one. But Derek Lipke asked, three worst Power 5 locations to try to recruit at for football. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, that's tough. Um, it's tough because if you really, really, really think about it, K-State's one of them. Yeah, definitely. Manhattan. And it's not about Manhattan, the city. It's just – I mean, because Lawrence is probably the same thing, except for they're kind of closer to Kansas City. Manhattan has the airport, so that helps them out. Um, power five. Pullman, Washington. So Washington State would be worse. That is, like, I hear impossible to get to. Um, they have some football guys up in Washington. That's not a crazy great state. Not a ton of talent in the Pacific Northwest. They're getting a lot of their guys from California. Pullman's tough to get to, so I'm going to say Pullman, Washington. Um, hmm. I don't know. Oof. 
I want to um, say Rutgers, but they're doing really well, and there's a surprising amount of talent up in New Jersey. How well, isolated is um, – shit, I can't think of the city. I'm going to say Syracuse is on the list too. Um, Corvallis, is that – Oh, yeah, State? Oregon State, yeah. That's probably not I don't a good place to, be to get to. I don't know, though. Yeah, we'll we'll just throw them in. Maybe there. they just don't give a shit. <laughs> I yeah, think that's we'll, kind of their thing. Yeah, we'll we'll say we'll just say locations, and we'll just shit on Corvallis, Pullman, uh, Washington, and we'll say Syracuse. Love it. So, I love it. There we go. That ends it. Uh, California Cats asked another question surrounding everything we addressed at the top of the show. Uh, we didn't ignore you. Um, we answer all the questions, but we already addressed it. We're not going to end on that. So. Um, that's the show. I, I believe if my schedule holds, the next show we're going to have is, uh, you know, another trivia night. Um, I, Grant is going to come back because we did a rule change. We're no longer going to subtract points for wrong answers. Uh, so Grant will get a chance to redeem himself. Returning yes. champion Jimmy uh, is going to make his return. I'm not sure who the third contestant will be. Um, but we will get someone. I think that will be the next episode for you guys. Um, everyone have a safe uh, week. Love each other. Don't be douchebags. Um, don't blow up your hand on 4th of July. Um, you know, if you're a patriotic person, celebrate America. But also, I think it's time to really uh, take a good hard look in the mirror and uh, reevaluate um, how we represent ourselves and how the country is moving forward. Um, I don't think that uh, being patriotic means trying to say everything is perfect. We don't want to change anything. I think it's time to do what we can to be better people and make this a better place to live. We love you guys and uh, Grant, say whatever you want and then uh, we'll get out of here. I would also like to say as, you know, coronavirus is kind of rearing its ugly head again, I just – if you can, get yourself a mask, get yourself a cloth mask and just wear it out in public. Um, it does help. It absolutely helps reduce transmission rates. I think if everybody were to wear masks, I mean, you get over it pretty quickly anyways. Um, I get it. It's uncomfortable. You're not, it's not fun, but it's, it's the reality that we live in. And I think that you are not only protecting the other people around you, but you are protecting yourself wearing a mask. Um, you don't want to get this shit. It sucks. Um, so wear a mask. And I think if everybody starts to wear a mask, we can probably get back to normal a little quicker than without. So yeah. And I agree with everything that you said. Um, don't be a dickhead and take care of each other and meet me at the cathead. Sports Social Podcast Network.